<laughs> Hello. Hi guys. How are you? Happy Saturday. <sighs> Happy Saturday. <laughs> Saturday? Is this the yeah. relaxing time? <laughs> right. Thank you for the morning. I know, right? It's time to relax. This is this is downtime. It is downtime. Oh, thank you. I did not get that memo. Lori. Hi Lori. Ah, hi. Hi Danny's. Um, okay, so today we're talking about fathers in um because it's your day because it's father's day weekend Tomorrow. you know it's so funny because i was talking to eric roby yesterday and he was like fathers always get gypped you know everyone <laughs> makes a big deal about mother's day and no one you don't hear anything about father's day and i'm like you know what it's, it's pretty true, true. It is it's true. pretty true hi Lori. so um so we wanted to talk about the importance of fathers and why fathers are so important in children's mm -hmm. lives and it's different i think for each for each sex like if you're a girl it means something different a father the important role they play is a lot different than the important role they play for for sons yeah. correct yeah and you know i we were just kind of touching base briefly before we turned this on and i and what hit me is how what Eric was saying that um, there's all this hype around Mother's Day and what I got hit with just what now is you know there's this whole fairy tale around daddy's little girl mm -hmm. that is hyped in the media in movies mm -hmm. in people talk about it. are you daddy's little girl so I think most of us know we're supposed to be yeah which so it's very different with boys and girls because we know I know as a girl I knew I was supposed to be daddy's little girl mm -hmm. and at times I felt like daddy's little girl and then kind of in my story I felt like I got kind of dethroned when my parents divorced and yeah. he went on to other things and remarriage and all kinds of craziness and so I didn't feel like I was daddy's little girl anymore. So there was so much pain around that. So I think that it's, it, he's right. It's like, it's in the media before you even open your eyes, before the little girl's born on their birthday. It's like, daddy's little, little princess. Right? Yeah. And it's going to be all this and you're going to be adored and worshiped by your dad. But right. what if your dad's a little busy or a little distracted or a right. little, you know, doesn't pay the attention that he needs mm -hmm. to or works too much. And then you internalize if I was special, mm -hmm. I would be daddy's little girl. Yeah. So there is something wrong with me. Yeah. It's interesting because growing up, my... Hi, hi Scott Eddie. I'm going to go have lunch with Scott. Yeah. That's where I have to be at 2 o'clock. Good oh, morning, hi, Roger. Hi, Patricia. Hi, hi. <laughs> so, um, so I... It's funny because growing up, you know, my dad was... I always put my dad on a pedestal. So it's funny because, you know, they, they put their little girls on a pedestal. But for me, my dad was on a pedestal. My dad was like God and can do no wrong. And my parents got divorced late, um, late in life when I was older. I was, um, they were sort of getting separated when I was in college. And then they got back together. And then, you know, they finally got divorced later in, in life. But it's funny how you know, when, when you see things that you thought your dad was perfect, mm -hmm. you know, and no one is perfect <laughs> no. and how, um, how heartbreaking that is when you yeah. realize that they're not perfect and they fall off the pedestal. Yeah. So that's an interesting Dynamic. switch. Absolutely. When yeah. you realize they can't fix everything, make right. everything better. Absolutely. No, that's, that would be rough. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, the other thing that, that Eric Ruby said yesterday that I thought was really, really interesting, and I said to him, I said, you know, as a mother for Mother's Day, 
I always wanted to like have downtime because I'm with the kids a lot. And so for me, it was nice to be away and have some, <laughs> right, and have some downtime. But I feel like with fathers, it's the opposite. Like Roby really be, wants yes. to be with his kids. And yes. my ex-husband, you know, wants to have the yes. kids tomorrow so he can go do something with the kids. Because so. every day is Mother's Day for them. <laughs> that's true. Right? They're going and doing their thing. And, you know, that's, I would agree. I think most moms feel that way. Like on Mother's Day, we're like, can we just get a break and right. go to the spa and be celebrated that we right. did all this other stuff last week? Right. Versus the guys that are kind of, you know, way working and busy and doing a lot with work. That's the one day they want to say, hey, I want the kids to be around me and mm -hmm. celebrating me and climbing and you know, we're on the boat or we're at the beach or we're doing fun play stuff together. Right. So that makes sense. And let me just weigh in real quick. So boys, I think boys are a lot about, you know, daddy's little girl we talked about, but boys I think are a lot about approval because yeah. boys are role modeling their fathers. So they want to be like their fathers and therefore they want their father to be proud of them. They want to live up to their expectations. Live up to their expectations. So yeah. I would think more of the pedestal being a boy, putting their dad mm -hmm. on a pedestal and trying to reach that goal and getting dad to see me and see that I'm a great athlete or I'm a great student or I'm smart like he is or I'm strong like he is and, and that kind of thing. And so I think that for dads of boys, please be mindful. You know, I know that you're trying to make them great, so you might be a little critical at times, or you might kind of put them in their place or whatever, and, and that's that's understandable. Moms and dads are good cop, bad cop, mm -hmm. but just know they're craving your approval mm -hmm. and your pride in them. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important for dads to be able to say as many times as you can to your boy, like, way to go. Mm -hmm. You kicked butt or, you know, you, you hit the ball great or you're a great athlete or you're a great student or you're so smart or you're so strong to really build them up because they're looking for that. You know, it's interesting. I'm reading a book right now. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> you're always reading five books. What are you talking five about? Books. No, but you're I'm reading, reading one book. That's I'm amazing. reading a book that someone had given me, a friend of mine by Coot Blackson. And the name of it is You Are the One. And it just talks about how, you know, so many people get these messages from their parents and they, you know, it's not about blaming the parents, but it really is that like, you have to live up to what they want with your life. And it, a lot of it is, is internal stuff. It's not even things that our parents have said, you have to be a doctor or you have to be a lawyer or you have to follow in your father's footsteps. Mm -hmm. But we internalize that and we think that we have to do these things. Right. And in reality, you know, we're not living what our passion is. We're right. living what our parents' passion is. Right. And so it's really interesting to, 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 you know, with this going through this book about how, like, you really have to resolve that whole thing with your parents and say, you know what? That's not what I want to do with my life. Right. Here's what I want to do with my what life. What do I want? What do I want out of my yeah, life? So and that I, you're not trying to make everybody proud. Exactly. So let's talk about how how fathers can 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 help their daughters. So what does that look like when, you know, because you had said that it's very different between the between girls and boys, the how fathers role model for them. What are the what are the impacts on a daughter? Yeah. Uh, by their father. Well, so the, so there's, it feels like there's two questions in there. One is, what is the impact if mm -hmm. they kind of don't do some things? Mm -hmm. And then what are the things that they can do? I think the answer might be the same answer for what they can do for both boys and girls. But for girls, I'm really seeing time. Because think about it. You have a daughter and a son. I have a daughter mm -hmm. and a son. It is so easy at a certain age to be with the little girl. Yeah. We were together a couple weeks ago, and we were going to go shopping. What was the first thing you said? 
hold on, let me call Lane. I can't go shopping without <laughs> Lane. Lane. She'll kill me. Right. <laughs> that is the essence of mothers and daughters. Right. We are so alike that we spend a lot of time. And so I think it's easy for the dads to not spend time because, oh, I'm going to go get my nails done. I'll take the daughter. You be right. with the son. Right. I'm gonna, it's just easier. And so then the girls don't get time with their dads. Mm -hmm. So they miss out on feeling that adoration. They miss out on feeling that affection. They miss out on feeling those conversations where the dad could be saying, hey, who are you hanging out with right now? Did I see on your Facebook you're talking to Bobby again? Yeah. Well, how's Bobby treating you? Like That's what they need. They need for a dad to say to them, you're worth more than that. Yeah. Why is he acting that way? Honey, you don't need to put up with that. Because if you, my dad that I worship and adore, tells me I'm better than that, I deserve more, shows me what I deserve, spends time with me, talking to me about my life, it is huge huge yeah. right there's a there's an ad right now on TV for Facebook groups for Facebook and oh, one right. of them is is dads with daughters mm -hmm. and it shows all these different things that dads are doing with their daughters like going to the baseball, baseball games game. and those sort of things yeah. I just I love it because I really think that that's what you're talking about yes. you know it's about really taking the time because you know of course you're going to take your son like my ex always takes my son to the football game yeah um you know and he it's not, a given lane probably wouldn't go with him to the football right. game yeah. just to clarify yeah. but um but yeah i mean it's it's important to also remember that your daughters want to spend time with you absolutely it's an easy rub especially when you have i think it's important for if there's men watching we hope there's men watching, <laughs> or, or women, tell your men. But if you have a split family, like when you have a daughter and a son, it just becomes the norm. You take, I'll take her, you take him. I'll mm -hmm. take her, you take him. For the men that have two daughters, like my best friend, the dad has two daughters, so he did just coach the girls' team, or he mm -hmm. did just show up because he wanted to be part of his kids' lives. Mm -hmm. But when you have the boy and the girl, I think it can really do a disservice because it's like, oh, well, daddy's going to coach his soccer. Daddy's going to coach his football. Daddy's going to go. And the little girl's like, but he's not at my dance recital. Oh, I'll be at your dance recital. But I want daddy at my dance recital. So really for dads to realize these little girls want you there. They want you to be in their life. They want you to, you know, just suck it up and go to the dance recital two or three times. I know there's like four of them God, on the weekend. Those dance recitals are like seven hours Whoa. long. And, and they always make you stay to the end. Like, yeah. No, and it's usually the moms, right? It's like, I'll go to all six of them. And you're lucky if you can get dad to go to a 30 minutes of one. So do step into that, dads, because the little girls are looking for you. They mm. want to know that you're proud of them with their tutu as much as you're proud of the boy with the football. Mm -hmm. so and, that's you, and huge. you know, you had said that you're role model role modeling what the what their significant other will look like, and and that how was they the will second part them, of the question. Right? How is it impacting them? Right. So, if you are emotionally unavailable to your daughter as a dad she will pick a man who is emotionally unavailable to her. Mm -hmm. So if you kind of are thinking, well, mom's got it, mom's got it, mom's got it, and she's fine, what you need to know is like she needs, she's gonna crave that from you, that you being interested in her, you spending time talking to her, finding out about her day, giving her feedback on you know the boy and and you know don't put up with that or do put up with that mm -hmm. shows that you're interested you care you're involved that's going to make the difference in who she picks as a mate is she going to pick a guy who cares about how her day went or is she going to pick the guy who goes to work comes home sits down watches tv doesn't tune in doesn't connect mm -hmm. because that's what she lived not that you did anything wrong but you knew mom had it mm -hmm. 
and you were there on the couch if she wanted you, but then that's, that's what she's gonna pick. She's gonna pick that emotional unavailability yeah. and personalize it and feel like I'm not enough. I'm boring, I'm dis you know, he's not into me, he doesn't adore me, I'm not special. So we just carry all that stuff on. And I think it's important that you kind of remind people what the Imago theory is about yes. because I think that really plays into this whole thing. Correct? Definitely. It definitely plays in. And the Imago theory takes it off of the daddy's little girl or mommy's boy and puts it into the wounding. Mm -hmm. So but I, interestingly, again, because moms tend to be so kind of on top of it with on top of everything with their girls, mm -hmm. and dads can step away and go to work and be like, okay, you got them. Then oftentimes, what we have is the most of the wounding is with the dad because I always wanted him to pay more attention, or I always wanted him to be more affectionate, or I wanted mm -hmm. him to adore me more. What the Imago theory says is, when you get wounded in your childhood, you will go on to choose a partner that will heal that wound. Mm -hmm. Although you're going to choose a partner that is also, similar, <laughs> right. which means they're not going to heal that wound. Right. They're going to do the same, same thing. Same thing. Same yeah. thing. And then that's why I'm an Imago therapist is because if I can get you conscious and get you to be aware that when you come home and watch football for three hours and you don't pay attention to your wife, she feels like she did when dad was working all the time and she didn't feel special. Mm -hmm. So how can I help you heal that wound? That's what the whole Imago theory is based on is healing the wound. But we will choose a partner that's similar to the person who wounded us most in our childhood, right. and then we'll be re-wounded. Now, right? do you see in, in, your, um, in your practice that, that people sometimes choose the different um, like parents throughout their life? Like, well, they marry the mother, and then they'll start dating the father. <laughs> Thousand percent. Right? So what, the way that it works, and the way that it worked for me, is that because if you're working on yourself and right. you're healing, then you're actually going to heal some of the wounds, which is gonna choose you then to go to the next parent. So for me, most of my wounding occurred with my dad and his drinking and his, during his drinking, he was unavailable. And so he was the most wonderful available dad from zero to 10, like just outstanding. And then when my parents divorced, I think it really leveled him and he drank a lot and then he got remarried. So during that time, I just craved my dad and could not get him, mm -hmm. couldn't get him, and felt so abandoned. Mm -hmm. And so my whole first round of college was all men who drank too much. Wow. Like every single boyfriend. Right. But because my mom's a therapist and, and AA and all that, I worked on it. Yeah. So then I didn't marry an alcoholic the right. first time and I didn't marry an alcoholic the second time so I then started picking people who were more like my mom my mom right. was very busy right. single mom heart of gold but just gone a lot God. just trying to make yeah. ends meet and also ADD my mom would cop to that if she were sitting here she'd be like <laughs> I am very ADD yeah. so I could never get her yeah so kind of felt lost in the shuffle so mm -hmm. first time marry a lawyer who's busy busy mm -hmm. right and then my husband's very ADD but he's also able to hear me. Brian is ADD? He is. Really? And okay. it's funny. We, I don't see that. Well, you know, what's really funny is we learned, I always thought he was ADD, which is just distractible, right. which they're usually really chill. Mm -hmm. But when he hurt his shoulder and was out of work, the hyperactivity came you out know, of I've nowhere. You know, I've noticed that since, I mean, since he's been at home, like, he, I never heard the guy talk. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm over at Gina's house and he like won't shut up and I'm like, who is this guy? my guy because he's a little shy so with oh, me he talks a lot funny. but yeah. that's what came to the surface is I realized after 10 years of marriage I realized he was hyperactive I didn't know but you put it two and two together 
I was always so happy that I had this guy. When I met Brian, he's with UPS 33 years, he was um, on the truck you know, 15 hours a day and then he would come home, get a shower and we'd do a whole Friday night. And I remember my friend saying to me, listen, I'm sorry to introduce you to a UPS or they're gonna come home and lay on the couch after they're exhausted. Right. exhausted. Their muscle. And right. so I kept waiting for him to come home and, be, and he'd be like, let me get a quick shower and we'll get, and I'm like, right. okay. Well, now I know he's got more energy than most. He's hyper. Right. So when he had to sit and he hurt the shoulder and he had to be down, oh my gosh, was he was like, vibrating. Yeah. So, you know, now he's back to a little bit more my old Brian who's a little calmer, right. but he is, he's very kind of, yeah. ADHD. he's got some of those ADHD traits for sure. So, okay. So we talked about, um, the girls and, and the impact fathers have on girls, but let's talk about the boys now. Rhonda says, I didn't know you went live on Saturday. Great subject. Thanks. Thanks Rhonda. Okay, Not so, always, but we try to, yeah, we try to go live every Saturday. Um, or at least drop an episode. Drop. Yes. yes. You know, that's what the cool kids say, Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Suzanne? Cause it's lit. <laughs> that's right. Our episodes are lit. No, it's Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we talked about girls and their so father's impact on girls. Let's talk about boys. What kind of impact do fathers have on little boys? Ooh, so what I see in my office so often is the guy who's not enough. He's got a wound the size of Texas mm -hmm. and his wife says, did you take out the garbage? And he flips because shame. it's no matter what I do, it's not enough. So much shame, like yeah. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not, you're not proud of me. No matter how much I give to the family, no matter how much I work, no matter how much I say and do, it's never enough. And that is a direct relationship typically mm -hmm. to that dad relationship where they're trying so hard to be like, dad, I got three, I got three home runs. And dad's like, yeah, but what happened on second base? What the heck was that? Yeah. The ball went right by you. you, you were we're not paying attention and it's like oh, I can't be enough I yeah. can't be enough for this person no matter what I'm flawed something wrong with me big shame wound and then anybody else can just touch it and it's like they flip right. so I definitely it breaks my heart to see that and so what what's the resolution for that just telling your children or your son that you're proud of him often and yeah yeah to really you know it's great so so here's the rub find reasons to celebrate your kids, find reasons to be proud of them. So you're the dad, you watch baseball, he gets three home runs, he does great, but then he has this awful second base thing. When he gets done, build him up, tell him how proud you are, let him sit in that glory, and then maybe the next day you go out and you throw the ball with him, and then you might say, hey, what was that on second base yesterday? Like, what was, that thing went right, I know, dad, you know what it is, it's my wrist and I do this and I do that. Okay, well, let's work on that, yeah. right? So you wanna be, I'm not telling dads to stop instructing because they're so amazing and I'm not telling dads to be moms because, oh yeah. God, <laughs> we're, it's supposed to be good cop, bad right. cop. I am very aware of that. But, and so we don't need them to become moms and be mushy squishy, but can you hold the criticism for another moment where there's a teaching moment mm -hmm. and keep it separate from the applause. Cause if the celebration has a criticism in it, mm -hmm. it seems to, I think, doesn't it for all yeah. of us, right? If I'm like, sure. oh my God, you look so pretty and I love right. yellow, this is your best color. Let's go down with your hair. It's like, that's all you remember, yeah. right? Right, right. So what, I, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I really think 
celebrate, 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 and then take another moment and go, okay, buddy, let's talk about your pitching here. What's going on with this? Like, right. we got to do, you know, so that they can have that moment where they feel full and they feel celebrated and they feel pride. Mm -hmm. Oh, and you're also my coach who's working up with me on this thing mm -hmm. to help me be better. Mm -hmm. You know, because I know my son was very aware that his dad was coaching him and he cared about him and he wanted him to be a good athlete. You know, mm -hmm. like that's a part of it is the coaching part. But I think guys can lose sight of that if they put the one negative thing in there with the positive. That's the only thing that people hear. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've noticed that my son definitely like wants to do... Rhonda says, with having two boys, I see the major difference. He's so hard on the boys and gentle with the girls, yet very loving to all. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what Shannon's talking about. Just re recognizing that sometimes you can be a little hard on your, on your children, you know? Yeah, and I, I'm harder on my daughter. I think girls are harder on their daughters. I'm harder on my daughter boys. too. Yeah, Isn't that I am funny? too. Yeah. So I've noticed recently, though, with my son, that he just wants to help and do anything to get praise from from me, and I think from his dad too. That you know, like for instance, if like the trainers, the, the he his my his dad's girlfriend has a trainer that comes to the house and trains him so trace wants to be involved and wants to like you know lift the weights and do all the things and show how fast he is so he really loves doing that and for me recently he's been like you know i'm gonna take sophie out on a walk and i'm gonna feed sophie and do you need my help with taking out the trash and like he wants to i i don't know what's going on i don't know if like he's felt like maybe i'm feel overwhelmed or something lately but he always wants to kind of help and just you know That's he, awesome. he I and mean, he wants the he wants us to recognize it yeah think, yeah you know? maybe he's trying to be more part of the family and get right. that approval that right. he's part of something Right. You know, that's so interesting. Wow. Yeah. Rhonda says, I'm harder on my daughters too. They are super yeah. excelled in school and now work, etc." Yeah. yeah. I mean, how, how can we, how can we, it's just about recognizing it, right? I mean, because. Well, I, and also what we're starting to move into here is talking about triggers, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm harder on my daughter because I get triggered by my daughter. I don't get yeah. triggered by my son because he doesn't remind me of my childhood very often. Like right. he's a boy, I'm a girl. But my daughter, like, and I see that that can happen with like dads and their boys. It's like, well, when I was your age, I was blah, 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 and you should be doing this. You know, so it's like you get triggered. Mm -hmm. And so that's the biggest thing for all of us is to just be aware in your parenting. Where are you getting triggered? Where are you beating up on your kid because of what your dad did with you? Mm -hmm. So that you can choose to do it the way you want it instead of just reacting to your own stuff, your own childhood, your mm -hmm. own parents. Like to really pause and say, oh, I'm really like rawr, right now, what is going on for me? Because I'm going to promise you nine times out of 10 with your kids, you're triggered. Mm -hmm. So figure it out before you open your mouth yeah. and be your parent, be your father or your mother that did the same thing to you and wounded you. Yeah. Do you notice that, um, like in your practice, do you notice that it, it seems to be like, I mean, you know, 30, 40 years ago, the, the roles were very, um, very traditional, mm -hmm. you know, for men and women. And now it seems like they're, they're not because, mm -hmm. you know, women are working a lot more outside of the house than they ever did. They're having children later. Yeah. Um, what, have you noticed that that has changed the dynamic in families with fathers and mothers or not really? We still kind of stick to those traditional roles. Well, I, I mean, for you're talking to a single mom, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, I think that right. I, I, I'm like, I don't want to have a real serious talk with whoever thought this was a great idea for us to be working and, 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 and. and. Yeah. so, um, you know, I think that 
everything's changed. Um, maybe even that's where your son is coming from is seeing mommy be overwhelmed yeah. and feeling like I need to help my mom. There's nobody here to help my mom. So right. I think that's one of the big changes in divorced homes is that the children are feeling some of the burden. I think back when it was traditional, somebody had all this and somebody had all this. Somebody did all the money and somebody did the house and the whatever. And I think the kids kind of felt like they could do whatever they wanted to do. They could play, they could, you know, mom took them to dance or whatever. And they kind of felt safe in those roles. Mm -hmm. But I think when you have single families now, it's confusing for the kids as well. It's confusing yeah. for us and it's confusing for the kids. Like, well, what is my role? Should I be helping her? She looks really stressed out. Yeah. Am I supposed to be doing this or am I supposed to be a kid? Like mm -hmm. I see a lot of kids wanting to be overly responsible, wanting to take care of their parents, yeah. worrying about their parents. Yeah, definitely. So, and let's talk about a divorce situation because I feel like that's pretty, pretty prevalent right now. Yeah. Um, numbers are and, up there. and as a dad, what is the number one thing? What's the number one advice you can give to dads going through a divorce or a separation that that will help their kids moving mm. forward? I, I think what just jumps on me is just don't don't underestimate your power in their lives. Mm -hmm. Don't underestimate. You know, well, their mom has it. She can do it. She gets them better. She's more emotional. She, no, don't take a pass. They need you. They need you to be emotional. They need you to be able to hear them. They need you to be able, so don't split into those roles. Like mm -hmm. what they need from us, they need from their dads too. Mm -hmm. You know, just like my son has had made no bones about letting me know, you know, now that he's 18, they have a clipboard. You know, they get a clipboard at 18 when they get to evaluate you. <laughs> that's, that's a thing. thing. That's a thing. <laughs> So um, he's made it very clear, like you needed to be harder on me. You needed to be more of a disciplinarian. So like if we're going back to old traditional rules, right? It should be like, what? I was the mom. I was just loving you. Yeah. You know, I was just going to get you to baseball and just kiss all over your face. And dad can beat, beat up on you. And dad can be the strong rule person. Well, no, he needed me living with me in a single mm -hmm. home. He needed me to be firmer and harder and tough, which is like not a bone I have in my body. Everybody right. knows that. So I think that, you know, do, if you're the dad, don't just assume, well, the mom will cover all that soft, touchy, feely stuff. You know what? Maybe your dad, your son does need you to hold him when he's going through something difficult. Maybe you do need to listen more. Mm -hmm. Don't pass the buck, like be conscious and try to see what your kids do need, mm -hmm. you know, stay really aware. Yeah. I like that. That's good advice. Hi, Dana. So many moms being a single mom, I always wanted to help, yet I felt like I could do anything I wanted when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't we all, Rhonda? Yeah. All right, does anyone have any questions about the father's Hi, role? Yeah, Dana's here. Um, the father's role, and uh, yeah, we just wanted to take some time to honor fathers because my, you know, my dad, it's so funny how you go through life and sort of their role changes a little bit or, or how you view them changes a little bit. And you know, I think my dad is a very different person in his 70s than he was in his you know 30s or 40s. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting to see now how, because my dad was, did work a lot mm -hmm. and was very busy and um, you know, wasn't always available, especially for my youngest brother who's 12 years younger than me and he was, you know, dad was up in Washington and so he didn't really spend a ton of time with David growing up. But um, it's interesting to see now how he just wants to always be 
planning trips with us and coming to see us and be having the grandkids and can I get the grandkids up here? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so interesting to see how that whole kind of role has changed. For oh, him. that's a whole nother segment on yeah. grandparenting, right. which we'll have to be, we'll have to do because, you know, we've never done that. No, we and haven't. It, and that's huge because grandparenting is supposed to be this amazing luxury where they can just have all the goodness and enjoy of all of it with none of the stress and none of the obligation of mm -hmm. like teaching and all of that so that's a whole but yeah. that's what you're seeing with your dad yeah but you know what you've tapped into for me what I just reminded reminded me that I need to make a major shout out you stepdads are moving mountains and you are so also critically important in these mm -hmm. kids lives and even more so important in some ways in the sense that step parents fill the holes mm -hmm. right they fill the gaps and you guys come in and you are objective, right? Like I'm totally not yeah. objective, <laughs> right. right? As you're a mom, in it. I'm you're in, in the it. I'm being manipulated by this one and bamboozled yeah. by that. Like I'm just, I'm just in it. But I know, you know, every step parent I know, really, shout out to all step parents. You guys sit back and you're objective, and you're like, wow, you're being manipulated there. Like he needs a little more discipline there, and she needs a little more of this. And you bring so much to the table, and I know from my husband, major shout out to you, major shout out to my mom's husband, my stepdad, who's been in so many ways uh, like a birth father. I mean, when I get into a crunch, when I have to go to the hospital in the middle of the night, I call my stepdad and he's there. You know, my mom's still in a deep sleep. <laughs> but like, you know, like he's, my stepdad has taken me to the hospital more than once in my 47 years and like been right there when my kids are in the hospital or to come watch the kids when somebody else has to go to the doctor's. So you stepdads really fill the gaps. You make a major impact. So please don't ever underestimate your impact because I think that's a big step parenting thing. It's like, oh, it's not my child. It's not my, you know, it's not my place. It is your place. You love them. If you love them, it's your place yeah. to at least give the heads up to the partner and say, hey, I see something scary here. And, yeah. and, and also to, to mentor to the kids and to give, you know, give your approval, your love, your support. I know... Brian, thank you so much for all the love you've given my kids, and they adore him. my husband. They yeah. adore him, and you know all well, the way around. Who doesn't around, adore Brian? I know it's, <laughs> it's a thing. Right. It is a thing. But you know, you've really stepped up to the plate as a stepdad, and my dad as well has been such an amazing stepdad. Yeah. So it's it's really um, powerful. So don't underestimate your role as a step parent. You matter. You bring a lot to the table. Yeah, that is kind of a tricky thing because I know one of my girlfriends was just talking about this. She has four kids um, and their father passed away recently. Um, and so um, she was, she had started dating someone and she was like, he wants to tell me what to do with my kids. And I, he's, he doesn't have any kids. <laughs> and I was like, well, he's objective. <laughs> Listen right. to him. That's right. He's not in it. Yes, they have yeah. very good. I love the objective feedback. Here's the thing I would advise for your friend. Yeah. You do want to have the sense that he cares about your kids. Like that's important as you're moving forward. You want the person to really fall in love with your kids and love them as their as their own, mm -hmm. which is totally a doable thing. I love my stepkids as if they're my own kids. Mm -hmm. However, you know, so once that happens. Please listen to what they have to say because they are objective and they, if they care about that child, they bring a lot to the table that we cannot see the forest for the trees. Yeah. You would ask people for questions and we have one. Do you oh. think dads, Rhonda says, do you think dads feel the pressure of being perfect like us moms feel? They just don't show that, I think. I don't know. 
Um, I think that dads have a ton of pressures. I don't think that they have the mommy guilt. Mm -mm. I don't, I haven't dealt with a lot of dads with mommy guilt. So I agree with you that what you're, what you're seeing, we moms are constantly like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it perfect? Am I messing my kids up? I don't want to mess my kids up. You know, maybe I should be home. Maybe I shouldn't be at the spa today. Like we constantly have mommy guilt and we constantly feel like we have to do it perfect. Mm -hmm. What I see dads is, I mean, you want to see the pressure for a dad. Talk to a dad of a pregnant woman. They are panic stricken. Am I going to be a good dad? Am I going to be able to provide for my family? Am I going to be able to be around enough and work enough? I mean, I think that there's a lot for men around the traditional roles. Can I provide a home so that the baby has a bedroom? And yeah. oh, now we're having two. Where are we going to put that one? We need another room. Like there's a lot for men around providing those traditional things, letting mom be able to take the day off or letting her be able to quit her job for a little bit or be off with the baby for eight weeks or three months. There's a lot of pressures for dads, but I don't think they're the same pressures. No, I mean, I think as it, for moms. And we talked about this during our show last week that men are a lot better at keeping balance and saying no. They, they don't have that whole, I don't think they get as overwhelmed like physically as we do, you know, in, in our schedule wise, but I think they're overwhelmed in their heads with making sure that they're good enough and they're providing enough and they're doing enough. And the girls are safe. The kids are safe. Right, safe. Like huge yes. around safety. That's so true. Oh my gosh, yeah. my ex-husband is really all about like security and make sure you lock the door when I leave. And I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> like, I, don't right. worry. <laughs> yeah, it's their job to be right. chivalrous and protect. protect. Which you can imagine yeah. with teenage daughters and things like that, how it's yeah. so hard to protect. I know that that's really, that's so funny because my ex-husband is on my son as he's gotten older and he's driving mm -hmm. 80 miles an hour and he's doing all this crazy stuff my ex-husband has gotten more and more and more like so worried about his safety mm -hmm. you know car accidents and where are you going and drinking and driving and ubering and just really safety concern because that's the male role is nobody should get hurt on my watch yeah you know yeah. so it's just different yes provide is the word he's always concerned with that yeah hi Tara yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching. Anything else you want to add that you think I missed about <sighs> fathers and how important they are in this world? And just we just want to thank both of our dads. Yeah, and and, and also may my birth, may my adopted dad rest in peace. These episodes are hard for me, Suzanne. I have twelve dads. Um, <laughs> I have my birth father, who right. is you know Happy Father's Day, um, who's in Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia. Um, I have my adopted father who died last Mother's Day. Um, so, you know, I'm feeling that this mm -hmm. weekend. And then my mom's husband, who is a stepdad, who's really been a wonderful granddad to my kids and mm -hmm. really a great father figure to me. Um, so wishing you a happy Father's Day. But it is, it's, you guys are really, really important. And we're sorry to the Eric Robies of the world that feel kind of pushed aside because of Mother's Day and not celebrated because you guys yeah. are so imperative to us as supports. Mm -hmm. I, I would not want to do this without, you know, without my ex-husband. Like he plays a major role mm -hmm. in my kids' lives. They adore him and, you know, and my husband. I mean, everybody has brought a lot to the table. So just a thank you to dads and you're very important and you're very special to this process. Yeah, and we hope you feel that. Um, yeah. on Father's Day because mm -hmm. and get more than just a tie. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm not saying anything about flowers. That's right. I hope you get a tie.
Tommy Bahama shirt. Sure, that's right. <laughs> Something we really, really want. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for watching, and we'll see you back here next week. Yes. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.